you remember I prophesied there were two books to pay attention to, especially in 2022? I mean, of course, there are many. And each prophet gets certain things from the Spirit of God that he or she gets. So you need to pay attention and be in the time and season and sequence and be in the lane where you need to be according to the Spirit of the Lord. But as you are in the rhythm with that and of that, and you're in the flow with Daniel in the book of Galatians, and you're there, you'll catch that. I'm simply just going to read the word and let the word do what it's supposed to do. I'm reading from a new translation this time I have never read from before. It's the Jubilee translation. I'm going to read from Daniel 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came into Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. That's an entire message by itself. I'm sure somebody's going to go start one, because that was Revelation. And the king spoke unto Ashpenaz, the prince of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the sons of Israel, of the royal lineage, of the princes, young men, in whom there was no blemish whatsoever, but who were good-looking and taught in all wisdom and wise and knowledge and of good understanding, and that had strengthened them to stand in the king's palace, that they might be taught the letters and speech of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's food and of the wine which, which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end of the therefore they might stand before the king. Now among these of the sons Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. And Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's food, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And God brought Daniel into grace and mercy with the prince of the eunuchs, God, Most High God, Yahweh, Daniel's God. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who appointed your food and your drink, for when he sees your faces more downcast than the other young men who are like unto you, then ye shall condemn my head before the king. Then Daniel said to Mishael, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Prove now with thy slaves ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. It's supernatural, it's supernatural, it's supernatural. Pick it up. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee and the countenances of the young men that eat of the portion of the king's food. And as thou seest, deal with thy slaves. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than the young men who ate the portion of the king's food. Thus Melzar took the portion of their food and the wine that they should drink and gave them vegetables. 
And unto these four men, God gave them Most High God, Yahweh, Daniel's God, Hananiah's God, Mashal's God, and Abednego's God. He gave them knowledge and intelligence in all letters and science. Furthermore, he gave Daniel understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days after which the king had said he brought them in, the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and none of them, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mashal, and Azariah, were found like the four. Therefore they stood before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and intelligence that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that they were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. Now, that's two different kings. Nebuchadnezzar and King Cyrus. So Daniel had a lengthy time period in position. I want you to notice something here. Even in a time of captivity, look at the times that we're in. You know, I've been prophesying this. I've prophesied this a lot. I think maybe a little bit in January last year as well, being in a type of captivity. I've said that we've been in a type of captivity as far as this nation. We have been in one pre the pandemic and the pandemic helped us to open up our eyes because we were so asleep and not awakened or alerted to it. But God has always had a plan for us to not just get by, but thrive and flourish and to prosper. You see, God works miracles even in places and times and seasons as such. It was supernatural for Daniel and Abednego and Hananiah and for Mashal to be healthier, sturdier, and fully nourished on fruit and vegetables. And you could call it a Daniel fast all you want, and you can call them uh, vegetarians or call them vegans if you choose to. They might have been, but it was supernatural. I'm trying to get us to understand that that's what God is about to do. In fact, he's not about to do it. That's what God put in this year. And that's what's going to be extended and stretched out that we must not only look forward to, but we must embrace in trying difficult times because they're here and they're coming. We look for the supernatural strategies we, and, and we stand firm on his principles and his promises. We don't defile ourselves. That's what it was all about. You see, it wasn't so much about I want to fast because I want to look or appear religious. I want to look like I am better than you because I believe in God. No, it was a heart thing. It was a true heart of worship, a purity. I will not defile my blood. I will not defile my body. 
And once you really get into all of this, because we're not going to talk about this now, what Daniel was really saying is how this was sacrificed into what this was sacrificed to, the manner in which it was made, and from the heart with which it was made. There's actually a psalm that talks about that from how food is being made, the motive of the heart that the food is made and its offering, the motive that it's being offered, it's all defiled and it can bring a defilement on the eater of it. I'm not gonna defile my heart. It has an even ancient meaning that Daniel foresaw and understood. It goes back to Genesis chapter six. And then it just extends to offering certain things that are not akin to the codes and laws and rules and regulations that, of course, were grace abound and grace given even those situations. But they still were God's word to Israel about you should not eat certain things. So even in the seemingly religious stuff, if you will, don't do this, don't do that, because you're probably hearing a lot of that. It wasn't so much about that. It really was so that you don't corrupt yourself, so that your body doesn't stay, sorry, that your body stays pure. You see, God is looking for faith in this hour, and he's going to be returning for faith, but God's going to be returning for some other things as well. God's going to be returning for that, just as he was with Noah. He's going to be returning for purity. He's going to be looking for, I gave you 10 shekels. Are you going to give me 10 back? Or are you going to have something more to re to give to me? 20? 20,000? I gave you one shekel. Are you going to have nothing to give to me? Because you used it, you lost it. Have you multiplied it? Have you just sat on it? Were you envious because I gave you one and I gave that person 10? So he's coming back and looking at that. Now all of these things do tie into faith. He's coming back and he's looking at how have we used the... So what I just said about the tekels, the, the shekels, excuse me, those don't necessarily have to align with giftedness as much as it aligns with what has been given to us to do, if you will. But he's going to be looking at our giftedness. I've given you this skill. I've given you this idea. I've given you this purpose. What did you do with it? How did you fulfill it? How did you bring it about? When and where did you use it for my glory? How did you love how did you use patience? How did you use kindness? How did you use goodness? When, where were you just? Where was the joy? I know justice is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit, but God is the God of justice, and he's looking for his people to be people of justice. When and where was joy? When, when, where was their self-control? Self-control is, self is probably one of the biggest ones. That's why it's the last one. Love is the first, self-control is the last one. You got the, the two at the end, the beginning and the end, alpha and omega, beginning and end, love and self-control. It makes sense. He's coming back and looking for all of those things 
all of these are fruit things and, and not fruit of the spirit, but they're things that are grown, things that are given to us to be reproduced and regrown. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a year of seed. This is a year of harvest. This is a year of reproduction. I prophesied that back in December. So we want to make sure that what we've been given or what we're being given, there must be a reproduction. And God, we want a mass reproduction. Or excuse me, we want to get to a place to where we can have a mass reproduction for what you are wanting to do in the future for a future time so I love how in that time with Daniel it parallels even with us today and God's going to use us just as he used Daniel and Abednego and Hananiah and Michelle he's going to use us all so don't fear don't become angry I have to tell you the story real quick I don't want this to be too 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 long I was leading prayer for a for an assignment for a project for a very weighty project in this nation actually and I was a prayer leader for it and I was in charge of several well over the course of three days and then I was I put put together for a three-hour set how the hours would go because people had to sign up for it and no one had signed up so it was just going to be me for two hours by myself so I'm like okay you know I can sit along with Jesus and pray in the spirit or play some music but really want to be intentional so Holy Spirit what are you saying you know got in the spirit got intentional and boom a prayer set came about so I wrote the prayer set out I sent it to the coordinator I sent it to my leaders this was the prayer set well at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. I was going to have someone on with me in another state and I emailed the individual the entire prayer set letting that person know hey I know you're joining me then but this is the prayer set please feel free to share whatever you want to share jump in the spirit get in the spirit however and whenever he's leading you but just know this is the flow okay but we did have individuals join us. I had somebody on as soon as I was on at 6 a.m. Um, we had people join in a little before 7. We had some come in on at 7, shortly after 7, and then more came in at 8. So my point in saying all that is, you know, when you get more and more people come in, you have more personalities. But it went really well because of the order and the structure and I know that's a tough word because when you're getting spirit and you're getting order it's like how do you blend those two because it seemingly doesn't mix well that's false 
because God is spirit and order. And you see, we, we try to separate these things and we can't. They're one. He is the God of order. He, he, God, he God, is a spirit. Okay? You cannot separate these things, people of God. However, the whole point of the story, I'm telling you this because we did have that very last 20 minutes or so, maybe 15 minutes or so, we had some individuals come on closer to the 9 o'clock spot, 9 a.m. spot, and they were a little interesting because they were not on with us before, they didn't understand the flow, but they also just came on like firecrackers and just began speaking and declaring and decreeing and just shooting off and they would stop and they would go again and they would stop and like tag team and I'm just like oh my god no one can get a word and and then we had already were on something and we were trying to hear back from that and get back on that so we know when they finally calmed down the other person could say, okay, here's what I was seeing from that, what we were on before. So what I'm trying to say is tying this into order and structure and where we are in earth today, chaos, no structure. There is order, but it's not the order that God is bringing. It is a very disorganized order. It is a very dark, nefarious order. And it is a very disheveled order. But we can still prosper and rule. We can still have a cleansed, holy bloodline. We can still have a cleansed, holy life and characteristic and you know the best part about it is we not only have favor given to us from God but other people take notice of it and they're captivated by it and the favor magnetizes them it draws them in it even woos them meaning it softens them up that they like really like us and they want to be around us and they want to do things for us and they want to coddle us and they want to protect us from danger that really could be very injurious for us or even unto death. That is what God is doing in this hour. So we draw in, we lean in to what he's doing and to what he's saying for us in 2022 now father we thank you for favor we bless you for favor we love the good things that you have for us lord i'm excited because daniel was about four young boys i'm not going to say men they were boys they were teenagers so i am prophetically saying that there's a generation rising I am prophetically saying the third generation has arisen. I am prophetically saying that we will have four generations aligning in Jesus' name. This will be a new thing. We will have these, Zillenia, these Gen Z arising. 
And I thank you for that right now, Lord God. Bring them up, bring them up, raise them up. Father, give them a spirit of wisdom. Give them a spirit of intelligence. Give them a spirit of understanding, Lord God, in the name of Jesus and help them to understand. Father, I ask that you give them a spirit of honor and a spirit to desire, to want to worship you, to want to die for you, to want to live for you. To live for you is to die for you, as Paul said everything is all about you they are love sick thank you for raising up a love sickness in generation z in the name of jesus listen to me don't fear don't panic god always has a plan whatever it looks like whatever it looks like i know that's not easy for us to hear as we're going through it or as we're looking at it But you must understand that God always has a plan. Open up your book and read about some of the times. These are not just stories or fantasies, people. These were real events, real people's lives. Activate your faith. Right now, I activate faith in you to see the faith in these real people's lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let faith come alive from the faith in their lives come alive in you as you begin to understand what you're reading. Be illuminated by the wisdom and the revelation merged together from the word of God. Blessings. Mm -hmm.